0: We're back in the shadowy, pulpy world of Lucha Underground, but we're meeting a whole new cast of characters. There's nothing explicitly supernatural going on this time. These folks share a locker room with immortal earthquake demons and clone-killing skeleton ninjas, but today's story is more of a psychological thriller than a superhuman throwdown. Our protagonist is Sexy Star, who we mentioned in the Pentagon Jr. episode. Her backstory is pretty dark, even for a setting where death is a regular cast member. She grew up a victim of abuse and used Lucha Libre as a way to teach her how strong she was and break that cycle. She adopted the mask and name of Sexy Star to reclaim her identity and redefine herself not as a victim, but as a champion, and a symbol of perseverance and survival, especially to women. Throughout the first season of Lucha Underground, Sexy won some and lost some, but made a name for herself as someone who would never give up. However, she soon ran afoul of some foes that threatened to dredge up her old traumas the unhinged Marty the Moth Martinez, and his sister, the cruel Mariposa. The two kidnapped Sexy Star and held her against her will, and although she escaped, the experience clearly caused her to relive the trauma of her abusive past. The Martinez siblings continued to target her, so lucha underground promoter Dario Cueto decided to pit Sexy Star against Mariposa in a match where the only way to win was to force their opponent to break. Today on I Hate Wrestling, it's Sexy Star vs. Mariposa. No mas do the i got the i got you turkey next yeah do the eye i got i got the i got everybody doing it Ray. right not only does it have the advantage of you know not echoing also there's no weird passwords or I, I don't know. Source Connect was trash. I don't want to keep ragging on Source Connect. I've done it in previous episodes. Source Connect, you're fucking trash.
1: <laughs> but but now I have to be human for the whole episode,
0: so there's that. Yeah. If a downside to everything. Right. Sure. I mean, you are gonna die. You're made of you're made of flesh, and you are weak. <laughs> but you know what? It's like uh, did you ever see. God, I, I don't like. I like about 1% of the jokes on Family Guy. One of the ones that's good is the one where they're talking about, like, Rocky 7. (laughs) And Adrian goes, Rocky, you can't go to Mars and fight the Martian. There's no air on Mars. And he goes, no air for him neither. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember why I brought that up.
1: I don't know. I have no idea, but... It was. It was funny.
0: Yeah. Right. Thanks, Seth. <laughs> you got one. You got one, buddy.
1: Everybody deserves one.
0: Everybody deserves one, and some people can stretch that one out for like an eighteen-year career.
1: Hey, I'd do it if I could.
0: <laughs> so Renee, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Uh, thank you. I feel very welcome.
0: I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. I, I, I really decorated this place. I got the lights down low. I got some candles lit <laughs> here in my studio. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the ambiance comes across. Comes across this great nation of ours.
1: I can hear it,
0: You can, actually. You can yeah. hear the crackling <laughs> of, of, the the, candles. of the candles.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that you went through the effort. It smells good. Wait, like, humans, like, for as... As easy as we die, and we really we put a lot of effort into making our lives easy to catch fire.
0: Yeah, and we really do. I mean, we were talking a little bit before about the flesh being weak. We really die super easily.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's pretty bad. Like I'm gonna go get a flu shot after this because last winter I was sick for six months just because.
0: Um, people die falling out of bed more people die falling out of bed than die getting struck by lightning or in plane crashes or uh, getting attacked by tigers which is crazy because tigers are really tough they're way tougher than humans
1: there's way more beds in the average person's life than tigers though
0: yeah I guess that's that's motivation to be an above average person
1: <laughs> if I'm gonna die
0: if I'm gonna die I'm
1: dying by tigers
0: that's right <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite song from Rocky Seven is "Die of the Tiger." <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback. I'm pretty good at him. Rene, you are you are back again, following your first uh, your first guesting stint all the way back in episode seven when we talked about Lucha Underground in relation to a more traditional uh, lucha libre match between. The great Eddie Guerrero and the great Raymond Mysterio Jr. My friend, your good friend, Raymond. your very good, very small friend, Raymond.
1: Well, I'm small too, so I need small friends. It's a thing.
0: Raymond. <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> you know, Brad Garrett voiced Hulk Hogan in the uh, in the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon.
1: I did not know that. I. Foolishly assumed that Hulk Hogan
0: voiced Hogan, himself.
1: Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like <laughs> he, was, he wasn't available. Was his price too high? <laughs> what happened there?
0: He was probably he was probably too busy uh, showing people's wives a good time at medieval times. But um, especially, <laughs> especially, especially back then at sort of the height of his powers.
1: I can't think of a more surreal situation than being on a date. With Hulk Hogan at medieval times,
0: with your kid, <laughs>
1: <laughs> with your kid, yeah. <laughs> the knight like throws the flower, but like Hulk
0: Hogan takes it instead of the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk like slips the slips the serving wench like an extra five, so the kid gets an extra piece of mutton. <laughs> mutton. Hulk winks at you like, give under your hat, brother. <laughs> It's for you, dude. Oh, you
1: just reminded me of that dream I had where my husband called me brother like Hulk Hogan and I was so offended that he would speak to me as though he were Hulk Hogan because I am his wife and that's so disrespectful.
0: That's right. Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan uh, would never address his own wife as brother. Hulk Hogan would never address his own wife. <clears throat> uh, oh, boy. So we were talking about... Uh, Right, Brad? We, t- we were talking about... <laughs> <laughs> His catchphrase in that show was, by the way, you're making Hulk mad, which is not something that Hulk Hogan ever said. It's more of an Incredible Hulk thing, but I guess that's why Hulk Hogan got sued by Marvel eventually.
1: That's, you do an amazing Brad Garrett impersonation, first of all, and <laughs> I don't you. feel like I ever knew this about you
0: before. <laughs> I'll tell you what the secret is. You just drive your chin right into your chest.
1: Oh. (laughs) Raymond!
0: (laughs) And sort of uh, make your your vocal cords into a fun bassoon. As one does. Right. So we uh, we talked about Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, and we talked a little bit about your experience at Lucha Underground. Yes. And when I decided I was going to do... Another Lucha Underground match, I, of course, thought of you as a guest since you have some inside experience, literally inside experience, having been inside the temple. Yeah. Backstage Um,
1: and everything.
0: Backstage and everything. And I've sent you the homework. Did you see either of today's performers when you were there?
1: The only person I saw for sure that was in those videos was Sexy Star, but I'm... Familiar with the Aztec as a character?
0: Oh, uh, you're you're speaking of uh, Aztec Pride, Marty the Moth Martinez. Yeah, Marty the Moth. Yeah. Marty the Moth. So, for uh, for our our listeners who do not have the benefit of having seen the homework just yet, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Tell us uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about your impressions of Sexy Star.
1: I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last episode, but she was such a fucking badass. Like, um, she took a knee to the face during her match, and her face was swelling out of the eye hole. And she just finished. She just did it, like, no big deal. Like, my face is coming out of places it's not supposed to. (laughs)
0: But we're going
1: to get this done. So that, you know, makes an impression on a person.
0: Yeah, Sexy Star... Is a undoubtedly a very a very tough lady. She has as well as wrestling. She has boxed. She's done. Uh, I want to say she's done some MMA. Like she's had. Uh, she's got some experience, and she's tough. Um, and she has this. She has this. Backstory in Lucha Underground, at least of using, lucha libre to overcome a history of abuse.
1: Right, okay, I do remember that, yeah.
0: And she has this idea of wearing the mask, and she was inspired by these people um, essentially creating a new identity for themselves and then becoming that new identity, and using that as a way to... Uh, get herself out of unfortunate circumstances and become a stronger person and become an inspiration to other people. Um, Especially, especially women and girls who aren't necessarily catered to in, uh, in the traditional pro wrestling model. And especially not in a promotion like Lucha Underground, which is more violent and more bloody than usual. If anything, that would be less likely to appeal to at least mainstream.
1: Like mainstream wrestling, it seems like the women wrestlers are more for the benefit of the straight male viewers.
0: Well, that has—they're ch- not
1: really there for for to like bring women in.
0: Right, that has historically been the case. That's uh, that's changing, thankfully. Uh, as of as of now, at the time of this recording, just uh, just about a week ago, WWE did their first ever women-only pay-per-view called WWE Evolution. It was a huge success, a huge critical success, probably the best pay-per-view of the year. It was a, a huge deal. Uh, Ronda Rousey now is uh, one of the, the women's champions in WWE. It's a big deal.
1: Cool. Totally missed Ronda Rousey going into wrestling. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Surprise.
1: Surprise.
0: But I think it's, it's fair to say... That even though that's changing now, that has not always been the case. And even so, even though the women are now presented as uh, more serious competitors, they still don't really do anything to... To
1: court the female viewership?
0: To court the female viewership. But I was also going to say they don't necessarily do anything that compromises them um, aesthetically. So they'll be out there and, uh, and they'll be having these hard-hitting athletic matches, but they still have their extensions in. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? They still, have their, uh, they still have their makeup done up perfectly. They are still very much trying to look like they're modeling for the cover of a magazine while they're Got out it. there having these hard-hitting matches. And even though they're being taken seri- more seriously as competitors, there's still this sense that you don't take the violence in a woman's match as far as you can take the violence in a men's match.
1: Yeah, I see that. I feel like you see that a lot in situations where women are coming up into like what the mainstream views as a more male dominated sport where it's like there's still a lot about like how cute they are and you know, violence obviously makes you less cute when it happens to your face.
0: Right. I mean, it's not even just wrestling because if you think about, uh, if you think about movies, right, where you have even if it's a, an action movie, the yeah. and you have a, and you have a female character who's in there and kicking ass, she's not going to get bloody, she's not going to get bruised, she's not going to break ribs.
1: I think that's like uh, one of the things that I like totally viciously loved about uh, Fury Road is that that like all the women are really beautiful women, like in. Yeah, like, Charlize Theron is a beautiful woman, but, like, they let her get dirty. They let her get hurt. Um, you know, it wasn't like, you know, Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow. She's, like, kind of a badass character, but she's still Scarlett Johansson.
0: Right. And that's, that's a perfect example in Avengers where you have all of them and they're getting, uh, you know, it looks like Captain America has some broken ribs. Thor gets stabbed. Iron Man almost dies. And at the end, Black Widow is, like, breathing heavy. Right. Right. So there's still this sweaty. right there's this idea that you can put women in these situations and you can have them kick ass but you still can't show them taking a beating.
1: Right. And yeah. when I when I was there like Sexy Star like she took a knee to the fucking face and it it looked it looked bad after the fact. It looked bad. And you know, I thought that was really impressive for a lot of reasons. Just because like I can't imagine fighting through that myself.
0: And just out of curiosity, who did she take it from, man or woman?
1: I think it was a man. Um, you know, it's been a while now.
0: But that's. But I think it was a man. But that's that's another thing that Lucha Underground has is intergender wrestling.
1: Right, and that and that was something else I really liked about it, because yeah. um, you know I don't know. There's a certain. I think no matter how you do it, there's always a certain element of like male gaze in like a girl fight. Yeah. Um, but when it's, when they're mixing, you know, the male and female wrestlers together, shit gets really intense. And it's actually, it's, now it's about, now it's about being a fight and not like the cute, uh, oh, the girl that wrestled, I can't remember her name, but she looks like a My Little Pony. Like a really tall blonde. Oh, Taya. My Pony. Yeah. Taya so is like badass. Her, you know, it's like, well, it's between like the little, very athletic, sexy star and this tall, blonde, Amazonian rainbow pony and, like, whatever. But then when you bring the other stuff in now, like, it changes, I guess, like, the tone a little bit.
0: Yeah. Taya had an incredible... Do you remember Cage?
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: ridiculous guy with the, like, unearthly sideburns. Just... <laughs> just ears growing out of his shoulders, just, like, ungodly muscle man. And he had this brutal street fight with Taya and she held her own and he kicked her ass. He won the match, but she lasted. She took to quote Rocky once again, went the distance and she, she brought the fight to him better than uh, her, her now husband, Mr. John Mundo uh, managed to, which I always, I always like that about Taya. She's not afraid to take some, take some hits.
1: Yeah. She seemed pretty, so she's one of the, um, one of the wrestlers that I got to interview and, um, you know, she talked about like going through all these different, um, wrestling promotions, I guess. And, you know, being this giant, um, blonde in Mexico and a giant blonde in, in Japan and like it, how it kind of made her a target.
0: Right. She was, She's originally Canadian. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, she seemed really cool. I mean, obviously she was like in the fight I saw she was playing a heel for sure but like as like as her history and just talking to her backstage she seemed really awesome um, but I am like always really impressed by like tall tough women like I'm just like, oh well I bet you could make a man lick your shoes and I like that about you
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, I wouldn't want to lick her shoes they're all fuzzy <laughs>
1: probably would if she wanted you to she could probably make you do it you see what I'm saying
0: yeah yeah I mean she's pr- she's definitely she's probably about my size yeah she could probably she could probably make me do that um so
1: <laughs> I, see, I, I feel you getting tense like oh I don't know how much further I want to take this
0: no I'm just, I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm not thinking of this in a, in a sexual <laughs> way I'm thinking about this in a, in a lucha underground way like could right. I hold my own against Taya probably not <laughs> probably not um so sexy star has this history of of using lucha libre and using this uh, creating this identity for herself and becoming this inspiration for others to sort of turn her life around and that's her purpose right and throughout the first season of lucha underground she sort of because you also re- you watched the first season of Lucha Underground, when it was on uh, TV, yeah, right? on Ray. Yeah. yeah, so her whole arc in the first season is about overcoming people who won't take her seriously. And first, there's Son of Havoc, who's like the dirtbag biker guy and won't take her seriously. And then she has her whole feud with Chavo Guerrero, who uh, hit her with a chair in trying to upset Blue Demon Jr. or something. I don't remember the intricacies of that weird storyline. <laughs> But it's all about her coming into her own and sort of winning the respect of the fans and the believers. And right. then in, uh, at the end of season one, she runs afoul of Marty the Moth Martinez and his sister, Mariposa. Right. Now, how would you describe uh, these two toughs?
1: Um, well... Marty the moth is a very, um, Oh, it's like a really specific crazy trope, right? (laughs) Where he's just literally completely fucking bonkers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: where she seems Mary post, seems a little more like he's, he's scary. He's crazy scary. And she's scary. Like, oh, she could really fuck some shit up.
0: Yeah. She definitely seems like she's the one in control. They're brother and sister. And he is uh, probably one of the largest people in Lucha Underground. Oh, really? Yeah, he's—I uh, mean, just physically largest. I mean, a lot. Uh, obviously, there are, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Mexican wrestlers are not—you know—they're generally cruiserweights, you know, two hundred five pounds and less. And he is not that. He's maybe six foot three, well north of two hundred pounds, maybe 230, 240. Which makes him average in size for an American wrestler, but makes him pretty, uh, uh, pretty monstrous for uh, for the world of lucha libre.
1: Okay, so that's because uh, I was saying, like, I was thinking when you were saying that he was so big. I'm like looking at the video; it didn't seem like it. But you're right. Like, I am more, even though I've watched more lucha underground than I've ever watched, like uh, you know WWE. I think I'm still more attuned to that because that's like what's around,
0: yeah. I guess? I mean, uh, Johnny Mundo, who's one of the, the larger guys in Lucha Underground in terms of height and, and musculature, was considered a smaller guy in WWE. Okay. Like, if you look at somebody like The Rock, who is has the sort of uh, stereotypical WWE silhouette, he's like 6'5",
1: 250. So ridiculous. I'm
0: yeah. sorry. He's just a ridiculously sized person. Yeah, he is. And, uh... <laughs> And, and like I said, there are people who are bigger than him. He's like the average, in terms of what they're looking for. Because then you have people like the Big Show, who's seven feet tall, and or Undertaker, who's six foot ten. The Rock isn't one of the larger uh, WWE guys, and Johnny Mundo was one of the smaller WWE guys. Marty the Moth, he didn't he was on Tough Enough, which was their reality show, and that's how he got on the radar of Lucha Underground he is really good at playing this specific kind of crazy character. Right. And he and his sister are members of the so-called moth tribe.
1: Which I thought was great.
0: Yeah, they have... she's
1: a butterfly.
0: She's a butterfly, and (laughs) and he's Marty the Moth. But Lucha Underground has, as part of its mythology... The seven ancient Aztec tribes, or as uh, Dario Cueto would say, the seven ancient Aztec tribes, who uh, who compose the uh, I guess they're like the seven tribes that are the ancestors of some of the warriors in Lucha Underground. So they I love have. The-
1: Mythology in lucha underground is so intensely specific
0: yeah it's so wild like and it's not based on anything it's not like real aztec mythology has seven tribes like they and just one of them is moths right but... they... <laughs> <laughs> right there's like no aztec zodiac where it's like well moths dragons of course pumas and then also <laughs> rabbits like no that's not <laughs> They're making this up out of whole cloth. And each one one of these tribes has like a little Power Rangers power coin. That is their their medallion. (laughs) And if you collect all seven medallions and fit them into a championship belt, you can exchange that championship belt uh, for a chance at the Lucha Underground Championship. This is all pretty well established in the universe. But I bring this up only to say that there is a moth tribe... And Marty the Moth, despite the fact that he is a very large Caucasian man, has enough Aztec ancestry that he – he has enough Aztec blood in him that he is one of the members of this tribe. And I like when he first showed up, you felt like he was just a crazy fan because he had the t-shirt, like a homemade t-shirt that said Aztec Pride. Right. And you're like, well, this guy's just fucking nuts. And then you find out, oh, he's fucking nuts, but he's also right because he has this crazy butterfly lady <laughs> who is the actual like anointed leader of the tribe. And oh, so she's
1: like the the queen of the moths.
0: Yes, she is the Mothra.
1: Okay, I was gonna go for that, but I should have known that I couldn't leave that open without you getting right in there. No,
0: I would get, I would get right in there, right up in, right up in Mothra. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Well, you can't lick Mothra's feet because she's a moth. She's all fuzzy. Um, Yeah, it would mess up her feet, wouldn't it? (laughs) Um, So, the reason that the moth siblings, or I guess the Martinez siblings, wound up targeting Sexy Star was that they had a match to win one of these medallions in the process of trying to collect all seven. Um, As if they are the seven Dragon Balls. And it's not like the Moth tribe is in possession of the, the Moth medallion. Like when somebody collects them all and uses them to exchange for a title shot, they all just sort of go back to Dario Cueto and then he makes matches to see you know who's going to win them and then you can wager them as you, as you like. So they didn't have control over the Moth medallion and Sexy Star wrestled Marty the Moth ...for the Moth Medallion and defeated him for it. Oh. And that's how Sexy Star got into the Gift of the Gods match... ...at the end of, C- of Lucha Underground Season 1. She didn't wind up winning. Uh, it was won by Phoenix... ...who we're going to get into the consequences of Phoenix's victory... ...and his winning of the so-called Gift of the Gods championship down the line. But Marty the Moth was very upset... By the fact that Sexy had taken away what he viewed as his property. And I don't know if you remember this, at the end of Lucha Underground Season 1, he kidnapped her.
1: I, I vaguely remember that, and there's some, in the in the video that you sent, there's some allusion to that.
0: Yeah, if you, by allusion, you mean a clip of her suspended in somebody's house in a cocoon.
1: <laughs> yes, that is what I meant. <laughs> But, I mean, but, you know, I don't know if going into that situation without any history, you know, you don't know if she got kidnapped to end up that way or if that's just what she's into. That's all I'm
0: saying. Right. Absolutely. Lucha Underground is a very weird place and we don't want to yuck anybody's yum. But, yes, uh, Marty the Moth has, at the end of season one, kidnapped Sexy Star and held her captive in his home in a big cocoon that presumably the silk came out of his or his sister's butts. And
1: oh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't realize that, but you are correct.
0: That's that's how that happens. Um, <laughs> so what happens? I mean, so they keep her locked up there in a weird sort of criminal minds situation, but then they don't really address how she escaped. Like, <laughs> they, I, I'm. Listen, if anybody from Lucha Underground, Sexy Star, if you're listening, please, please call into the show and explain to me how you escaped Marty the Moth's pool house or whatever. Because as far as I could tell, you were, like, uh, cocooned up in there, and then you just, like, I don't know if you had a, if you, like, 127 hours your way out of there. She, like, Like,
1: chewed her way through the cocoon until her arms were free?
0: Yeah, I guess, but then she just comes back to Lucha Underground, like, comes back to work, which, you know, good for you, you know, taking your life back, but the crazy people that kidnapped her still work there.
1: So she's like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg
0: of, <laughs> if any, of
1: uh, Lucha Underground. If I mean,
0: Ruth, if Ruth anything, Bader
1: Ginsburg has cancer. She doesn't miss a day.
0: If anything, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the sexy star of the U.S. Supreme Court.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, she's very sexy.
0: So, <laughs> so the consequence of this is that all of this confidence that sexy star has been building up uh, as a consequence of her adopting this new identity and feeling this uh, feeling empowered in it is that she starts to have some PTSD because right. she has this history of uh, of abuse and now she despite the fact that she has uh, created this new identity for herself as somebody who is uh, powerful and who can fight back, she found herself in a situation where she was helpless, and she's starting to and she has to sort of deal with that. A few times she def- she tries to move past it. She shows up and just tries to uh, just tries to act like it never happened. She continues wrestling and she's doing well, but then Marty the Moth or Mariposa will show up and just sort of sit at ringside, and Sexy kind of falls apart.
1: It's interesting, but literally, and this is not a joke, it's gonna sound like one, I was just talking to my therapist about this this morning. <laughs> <laughs> not this specific, not sexy star, but that reaction.
0: The The me. reaction of uh, of trying to move past uh, a trauma and the trauma sort of like just, just coming back.
1: Like, hey, what's up? And you're like, oh, fuck. Right. Yeah.
0: Right, and and sexy at first doesn't know how to deal with it, and there are a few different uh, a few different people that she that she speaks with, one of whom is uh, is her friend the Mac. Who okay. if you re- if you remember the Mac is one of the great sort of unsung heroes of Lucha Underground. He is, he looks like a character from Black Dynamite. He is built like Homer Simpson, but he can fly through the air like he weighs 150 pounds. And he is one of the, one of the, the best dudes in Lucha Underground. He is uh, Sexy's friend, and he sort of offers to, to help her out, but she feels like this is something she has to do on her own. Right. And the other person that Sexy Star uh, goes to for advice, albeit indirectly, is Dario Cueto who is the owner and proprietor of Lucha Underground and possibly Satan. Is that
1: canon that he's possibly Satan?
0: I don't know that it's canon that he's possibly Satan. I think it's just maybe a reasonable assumption to make, given what we know about the show and his behavior.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Okay.
0: And Dario Cueto is generally a scumbag, but seems to be, in most cases, a morally neutral scumbag. He doesn't ever seem to do anything (laughs) for evil's sake. He has his own reasons, but he's always seemed to sort of like Sexy Star. He never targeted her like he targets some of the other uh, heroic characters. Right. And in this case specifically, he seems to sympathize with her because as we eventually learn... He himself was uh, abused by his mother and he was rescued from that situation by his little brother, uh, Matanza, who, if you don't know, is an Olympic wrestler in the body of Jason Voorhees. Lucha Underground is a very good show. (laughs) (laughs) But Dario Cueto knows that sometimes in a situation like this, what you have to do is fight back directly. So, what he does is he creates a match for Sexy Star and Mariposa. It is the no-mas match. Meaning that the only way to win this match is to force your opponent to give up. You can't run away from it. You can't just pin them. You have to face them down and you have to essentially break them. And if Sexy can't do this to Mariposa, then she is never going to move past her trauma. Now, obviously, this isn't something that you should do in real life, because real life is not a supernatural Lucha Libre uh, soap opera. But in this case, I think it's safe to say this match is almost a psychodrama. You know, this is almost something that is happening inside Sexy Star's head. Okay. You know what I mean? If you, th- if you think of it this way, it's sort of... Do you remember at uh, when Pentagon Jr. went into that cave and fought all the other Pentagons Jr. and came out of it stronger? Yes. And uh, because his whole thing is zero fear and Vampiro was like, these are all your fears, you need to conquer them. I think that's kind of what's going on here, okay. maybe. It's also a really, really good match.
1: I I, yeah, well, I look forward to seeing
0: it. Now, do you remember the NoMas match at all? Not I don't really. Know, yeah, so this is from about halfway through Season 2, so I don't know if you were still watching when this happened, but it is probably one of the top five, if not top five, definitely top ten matches in the history of Lucha Underground, and it is definitely the most brutal match uh, woman-on-woman match that you're going to see on American television. There have been some like death match promotions in Japan that have had women do horrible things to each other. But
1: <laughs> the way you phrase that, like, <laughs> it sounds like it's like this kind of like achievement, and then it's like, no, they're doing horrible things to each other. Well, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like... Yeah.
0: It's like, when, it's like when Mick Foley went to Japan and competed in the Tournament of Death. And it's like, okay, in the first match, the ropes are made of barbed wire. In the second match, the ring is made of broken glass. In the third match, the ring explodes. And it's like, oh, okay, he's a human being with a family. <laughs> so I, I kind of don't classify deathmatch wrestling sort of in a class with the rest of pro wrestling as far as I'm concerned. That's more in the range of like a sideshow. It's just like, look at the horrible things the human body can do and still not die. Hopefully. As a, yeah, hopefully. As opposed, <laughs> as opposed to being a, a, a sort of narrative performance art, it's more of, a, uh, more of just a sideshow, I feel. Okay. So as far as, uh, as far as a legitimate narrative match, this is probably the most brutally violent women's match that you're likely to see on uh, American television. For uh, a good amount of time. Now, did I send you the uh, did I send you the the link for this match?
1: You have not. <laughs>
0: okay. No big deal. This one is for free on YouTube. Thank you to our friends at the El Ray Network. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So this is for uh, one of the ancient Aztec medallions ancient okay. Aztec medallions for uh, for the second uh, for the second go-round
1: first impressions yes sexy star looks like a total badass Mariposa looks like a court jester
0: <laughs> yeah it's like this weird brown and pink snakeskin ensemble <laughs> and she also has these weird pigtails you know like a butterfly or moth would have
1: yeah every Butterfly I've ever seen has pigtails. So that
0: checks out. Well, they do have antennae.
1: (laughs) That look exactly like
0: that. Yep, just big floppy antennae. So we're we're talking right over the beginning of this match here, and uh, Mariposa is firmly in control as we start out. Yes. And she is uh, just sort of grinding uh, Sexy's face into the mat. Uh, Once again, this is Nomas... Uh, you you can just go to YouTube and search uh, Lucha Underground Nomas, and you will uh, you will come up with this. Uh, here uh, we got some uh, some oh, punches gosh, to the yeah. stomach, and you see the look in Sexy's face. She's uh, just wide eyed, like she yeah.
1: So now I know I asked this last time too, but it, it is a like it is a continuing concern of mine. Are there things that are not allowed in these? matches
0: there are in some matches but this is a uh, this match has essentially no rules so okay. in this case there's nothing that these two are not allowed to do to each other so uh, there we just saw Mariposa charge Sexy Star who uh, who moved and now by uh, just sort of dodging in a smart way Sexy Star has taken over a little bit and now she's uh I don't. Know, what would oh, you call? What wow. would, you, would you call that? Like she's using her thighs. Vagina
1: pounding. I don't vagina know. That was really, it was intense.
0: Don't Google, is, don't Google sexy just, star vagina pounding.
1: Okay, maybe um, a, see you don't know. There's no safe for work Google term for that, but it was definitely like using the pelvic bone in a judicious.
0: Yeah, in, in an offensive way. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think technically, believe it or not, the pro wrestling word for that is the Bronco Buster, which also don't Google that. So yeah.
1: <laughs> don't Google anything we say. Yeah. here out.
0: So and, uh, Sexy Star now applying a half Boston Crab and essentially attempting to bend Mariposa's ankle to the back of her head.
1: And f- Just like for the record, like it's Mariposa's not like a like a weak looking woman, but Sexy Star just looks like a fucking beast compared to her. She's so buff.
0: Yeah, Sexy Star has some of the most ridiculous abs I've ever seen on a a human being. Um, There's a point later on where, uh, I just want to point out here, uh, Sexy is refusing to quit, so Mariposa has her in uh, a leg lock and is just sort of peppering her lower back with kicks. And some more kicks to the lower back. But there's a portion later on in the match where Sexy is getting, uh, she's coming up the the steps of the temple, and the light just sort of catches her abs, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, lady.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at these biceps, like, holy crap.
0: Yep. Uh, so, there we saw again another sort of uh, crotch attack from sexy star. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that time I think she become like
1: somehow a half second behind you, but
0: so she. And she... then this,
1: this is crazy. Like they're just, I mean, that's like some full on girl fight craziness she's like holding her by her hair and just repeatedly punching her in the face
0: yep and the and also the uh the chops to the chest which uh i don't know if you've ever if you've ever taken a chop to the chest just an open hand chop like right below the collarbone it is surprisingly painful
1: i have i have not I'm a little surprised that you have.
0: <laughs> Are Not you really? Not
1: surprised, but a little. Yeah.
0: Um, I'd like to direct your attention Whoa, right Jesus, now. Is she
1: choking her with a chair?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I was just going to say, let me point your attention to the fact that Mariposa was just choking Sexy Star on the ground, just sort of pushing a chair to her windpipe. And now she's just throwing chairs this at is her body.
1: Almost satirical at this point. <laughs> she's just got a pile of chairs. She's using them in every way she can think of,
0: except for sitting, yes.
1: Right, I'm at like yeah.
0: Except she has now set the chair up and she's standing on top of it to sort of tower over Sexy Star, which uh, makes sort sense. Of
1: something you might use a chair for outside of wrestling. Right
0: to sort of change a light bulb, but I think I think in this case Mariposa is doing it to uh, to reinforce the fact that she has power over Sexy.
1: Right, I think they, I think that's a safe bet that it's not about a light
0: bulb. Right. <laughs> So.
1: All right now, but sexy's got a chair.
0: Sexy, in fact, places the chair between her legs. And takes a second chair. (laughs) So, what's sexy? Oh
1: my god! (laughs) Holy shit!
0: So sexy just jammed a steel chair between that lady's legs and then swung for the fences with a second steel chair.
1: Yeah, and then and then stepped on the back of her head because like destroying any chance of her ever having a clitoral orgasm
0: ever again wasn't enough. Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then again uh, here's just another casual uh, oh, God. yeah yeah just another casual uh, punt <laughs> no. to the vulva.
1: This is so like this is so surprisingly focused on vaginal pain. <laughs> and I really wasn't ready for that coming into this.
0: Oh, so this is this is the part I was uh I was mentioning where sexy is getting dragged up the stairs. Just take a look at her abs as she as she's coming up these oh stairs. She has like an 8 or 9 pack.
1: It's rippling.
0: Yeah. It's like <laughs> But she's now, being, uh, she's now being choked out on the top of the stairs, and here is uh, Mariposa ripping at her mask.
1: Right, which we discussed last time. This is like a huge
0: Yeah, it's no-no. A, it's a huge no-no, but in this case also, it's got to be devastating to Sexy Star, who, remember, has used this mask and this identity to overcome her trauma and overcome her fear. Right. Uh, and here, a person who has caused her to sort of experience that trauma and fear again is tearing at the mask, threatening to destroy all the progress that she's made.
1: So in, in like, in like the, you know, psychological terminology or whatever, like she's basically like, she's in like, like a, just a sandwich, like a Dagwood sandwich of triggers.
0: Right. Yes. Which is exactly what psychologists would call it.
1: Um, No, not the Dagwood part, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, so she's managed to, Sexy has managed to sort of push, uh, Mariposa away and now she is climbing the, uh, now climbing the scaffolding. she's
1: towering over her. So this is like, you know, I like the symbolism that's happening in this yeah.
0: match. Well, uh, it could be, but it to me it looks like she may be just trying to get away. Like to just put yeah, some distance. Yeah, but now she's
1: kicking her in the face. So now she's, that's gotta feel good.
0: Yeah, she's trying to keep, I think, trying to keep, uh, Mariposa back as she tries to just put some distance between her and at least uh, take a like breather. a
1: little bit, yeah.
0: But we see we see here that now she's up high. She's got nowhere to go, and there's a there's a beam right behind her. And there's
1: and the, yeah, and there's just a guy who's supposed to be running a camera or a light or something that's trying to stay out of the way and not get, not have anybody's pelvis fly at him. Right. <laughs> and now. Oh my god. Yeah, and now. Oh, this is. Brutal.
0: Yeah, and now we have uh, Mariposa attempting to, oh to throw Sexy Star off that scaffold. And is we, she or is
1: she trying to choke her? Like, it looks like she's, like, hanging her almost. This is, like...
0: Well, if you if you do <laughs> hang her, she falls a, to no, her death. No. So, you know, either way. I, I like... They showed the people in the audience looking up at this with a big smiles on their faces. Like, yeah, this right. is great.
1: Well, I think she's gonna die.
0: Right. Like, and, there, and now we can see a close-up on Sexy's face and we see that she's bleeding. Oh, yeah. Um, and now more...
1: Uh, That's kind of funny. You see like that shot of the audience. There was like a mix of like horrified reactions and grinning. Yeah. Was, like, wrestling well, fans just really don't know how to deal with what's happening here.
0: No, there's a lot of... I'm sure there are a lot of weird boners happening right now, too.
1: Again, because like, there was more, just now, more pelvic based attacks
0: yep yep and now uh, Sexy is is uh, is climbing down again being followed by Mariposa and all of the fighting that she's done so far none of it has really uh, she's on spaghetti legs and here is uh, Martin the Moth
1: oh here he comes this crazy motherfucker in
0: his one shirt yeah
1: look she's bleeding to death
0: and and here's here's Marty so head. much blood. There's this so, is
1: so much blood.
0: It's, it's so much blood. Oh content warning for this episode, everybody blood. Um, and again, there are technically no rules in this match, so Marty the Moth can help his sister all he wants. And he slams her head oh. in a little gate there. And he and now he just does his little phantom moth wing taunt.
1: his, uh, his outfit is endlessly amusing to me. I got to (laughs) say homemade
0: t-shirt and underwear
1: on that. Like,
0: (laughs) but, uh, this
1: guy, whoa,
0: that is, that is the Mac. That is sexy stars, uh, sexy stars friend. He is a
1: large person. Yeah.
0: He's also a large person (laughs) and he has sort of taken, uh, at least taken Marty, the Moth out of the equation to allow sexy star to, uh, take Mariposa on fairly one-on-one. She's
1: just like, danced on her
0: yeah i just like <laughs> one foot on her one foot on her throat one foot probably also halfway up her vagina and swinging somebody's purse at her <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: Like that person in the crowd's like kind of excited about it but also like am i gonna be able to get that back
0: yeah also like, i f- <laughs> i feel like my driver's license is in there this could be a problem right uh, sexy Star now being hurled back to the ground. And the referee asking again, do you want to quit? She says no. She's still fighting. And, uh... Oh, my God. Oh, this is...
1: Again, <laughs> like... Look at that. that is, this is, like... I'm still blown away by just, like, how ridiculously strong Sexy's core is.
0: Yeah. We, we just saw her, by the way, uh, get held by her legs and have her bleeding head repeatedly smashed into that desk.
1: Yeah, and look, and she's, like, that right there, what she's doing, the kicking, again, like, all she does is, like, core exercises, and then I guess she, like, does some, some quick <laughs> bicep work.
0: I don't know. Yep. And then and then whatever exercises you need to do to help you to hit somebody with a trash can. Which she's and, she's also doing very successfully here.
1: desensitization. Yes. Exercises.
0: She does super kegels. <laughs> she so now oh. she has she has put a trash can over Mariposa and kicked her in the head
1: like smash the trash can
0: a yeah. little bit yeah
1: and that's the thing is like you can you can say whatever you want i guess about like like i mentioned earlier the kind of unavoidable male gaze in a girl on girl fight just like the way that we're programmed to view them but like there's this is like stunning the amount of athleticism and just like pure fucking chaos and pain that is on display
0: Yep, and now, uh, sexy crawls into the ring, and we get a close up on her on her face. Look at her. Yeah, her face is just covered in blood, and you know her hair is is just saturated with her blood, and you see it uh, down her chest and.
1: Yeah, and Mariposa looks like she just showed up.
0: Yeah. Sexy keeps fighting. She uh, she resists this uh, this double underhook move, but gets clotheslined again. And Sexy is just, like, lying there. Uh, and now she's being put into yet another creative yeah, submission hold. Um, I don't even know what to call this.
1: Um,
0: it's like definitely
1: it's, made up. It's kind of a cross between a wheelbarrow and, like... <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of wheelbarrowing her, but also in a hold. But she's, like, on her hands... Her legs are crossed. Yep. <laughs> oh, goddamn!
0: Uh, another just. Oh, again. Yep, another monster. Is she biting her ear? Yeah, she's biting, biting at her ear. Sort of. I think she's got her nails in the mask, just clawing at her ear there. And now she's uh, applying a uh, applying a sleeper hold, and and Mari Post is starting to fade. But here comes. Marty again uh, apparently. Yep, there it is. This fucking crazy guy. And oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: was nothing subtle about that. Yeah. Not not that I not that I saw the promo and thought, you know, that Marty the moth seems like a real subtle guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. Yep. He smears sexy oh, blood see? on his own hand, but thankfully, uh the Mac shows up once again to even the odds and allowing Sexy to latch an armbar on perfectly and Mariposa has nowhere to go. Yeah. And she gives up.
1: I kind of like that the, the Mac just keeps, like, flying through,
0: <laughs> yes. clearing,
1: clearing the debris, he's and like, then getting out of the way.
0: He's like a summon in Marvel vs. Capcom.
1: Right, right. <laughs>
0: Uh, so
1: he's he nothing but a force of nature in this fight Jesus yep. Christ look at her face this is like grind house
0: yep she, she was holding on to that that arm bar the referee tells her hey the match is over she wouldn't let go the referee so pulled her off so she shoved the yeah. referee to apply the hold again uh, again perfectly applied Mariposa has no way to defend this herself this is
1: so insane like so, her fucking face like this is like yeah. it and this is the thing, is when I was there, that was what struck me, as I was, I like, all the blood is real.
0: Yep. Oh, and look at this, look at this tell. shot of Sexy staring at oh her through God. the ropes. Like, that's the fucking money shot right there, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking bad. I mean, look at that. You expect that in some, like, B-movie exploitation.
0: Well, that's what this is. I mean, Make there's a reason Robert Rodriguez has his name on this shit.
1: Well, right. But, but the thing is, is like I said, being there, you see how much, like you see how much is fake, but you see how much is real Yep. and the injuries in the blood were real. And you could tell even just in how they dealt with it between matches, like they're coming out with bleach and like, it's a safety issue, you know, like it's, this is not mm-hmm. like packets that they hid in her hair or something, you know?
0: Right. And now uh, the Mac presents her with the medallion. That was the, uh, the prize in this match. Um, which I think, on one hand, is sort of, uh, it's a bookend because this whole thing started
1: because of the medallion. Because of a
0: medallion, and I think also it's an important step for Sexy Star because the medallion has consequence in her professional life, devoid right. of her of her issue with Marty and his sister, the medallion. Winning this medallion represents her moving on to the next story, moving on to the next thing that she has to do and sort of leaving this trauma finally behind her. And that's the end of the match.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, my favorite thing about this is, like, in the context of the story that they're trying to tell about overcoming trauma and getting, like, facing the fears and all of that, like, they showed how exceptionally ugly that is. Like, from a storytelling point of view.
0: Yeah, yeah, this was not uh glorious. This yeah, was Yeah,
1: she looks like she's like it's going to take her a minute. Yeah, it's to get, to get over this victory.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing too is they show that she defeats uh she defeats her demons, right? But she seems like she's still in it. And it takes uh, and it takes her friend to sort of refocus her and say, "You did it."
1: Yeah, like it's done now.
0: It's, We're good. Yeah, and now here's 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 the thing you have to focus on now. Here's how you grow from here, and that's how we end. Not just with sexy star defeating uh, defeating her demons, but also with a new goal, and a new a new goal to grow toward. Right. So, what did you think of No Mas?
1: I fucking loved it. Right? I was very, like, I was very, I was shocked, I'm to be honest. Like, I've seen, um, I watch a lot of violent stuff. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> but, but it was, it was unexpected, even though you prepped me for it, I guess, to see, like, that much blood and that much, just like, no, I hate to say it, like, because it's very cliche, but no holds barred, kind of just right. Absolute fucking chaos and violence.
0: Yeah, like, just because it's a no disqualification match doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna see that much genital trauma.
1: <laughs> right. That that in particular was shocking. I guess I never considered yeah. my um, pelvis as a weapon. Right. Like I knew I could use my vagina to destroy lives, but I didn't think physically, you know what I mean?
0: Sure. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I never, I would never think, you know, sort of in a, in a street fight scenario, Hey, you know what I could probably do is just, uh, take a steel chair and use a second steel chair to sort of knock it like a polo ball. Up into somebody's fallopian tubes.
1: Can I tell you this though? Okay, I have broke I have broken my pelvis twice. Uh. and um I think maybe that like maybe there was some residual trauma happening <laughs> for me watching that. Oh, so because that it is really the worst thing that can happen to you.
0: So so pelvic breakage is your Marty the Moth Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like fucking uh, the three amigos. I'm just trying per, to
1: enjoy some Lucha underground and now all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm per, back in that place. Perhaps for some,
0: the first time, perhaps for some of you reading is your El Guapo. <laughs> 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 of course, for
1: others of us, it's broken pelvic bones.
0: Yeah, perhaps, perhaps broken pelvic bones are your Marty the Moth Martinez.
1: I wonder though, I'm concerned about these women and this is why, because what you don't realize about your pelvis is, um, there's these little tiny bones that are, um, you know, I don't know how it relates to male anatomy, but right by the opening of your vagina, uh-huh. and they're they're easier to break than you might think. So, like, you know, if somebody jammed a steel chair <laughs> into your pelvis with another steel chair, you might need you might want to get it checked out, get a bone scan.
0: Oh, I think Make those. Sure everything's okay. I think those are the balls. No, it's higher than <laughs> but the point also, is, also, the balls are not bones.
1: Right. The point is that... Um,
0: the point is that I'm not a doctor.
1: Nor am I. I just, I'm concerned for those women's sexual health now. For a lot of reasons, but, like, physically...
0: For, for a lot of reasons. First of all, you can't tell me there's nothing weird... There's not something weird going on between Mariposa and Marty the Moth.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Like I don't think that, for their, for their part, I don't think Lucha Underground ever implied that even a little bit. But I can't imagine being a sane person who doesn't infer that.
1: Right. I think yeah. Like it's, it's one of those things where
0: it's like I've you seen can this either movie be before. That
1: crazy or have a normal relationship with your siblings.
0: Right. It's like if you're ever watching <laughs> an episode of Criminal Minds and they're like the unsub has a sister, I'm like, oh, they're fucking. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's just I think a given here. But um, what uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think became of these uh, of these tufts in the uh, in the aftermath of Nomas?
1: Oh God, I was I was not prepared for that question. I don't know. I'm still I'm still processing everything. <laughs> Well, I'm just like, I hope that Sexy's face is okay and that her pelvis is in one piece. That's like, I'm still there. And then, like, you just made me think. You got me to the place where I was like, oh, it seems like the Mac, that's a truly platonic relationship there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because when she was, like, throwing her arms around him and, like, squeezing him, he was like, okay, okay. Like, don't overdo it.
1: But I mean Still not even that like, it was a very natural like she's excited, like
0: Yeah, they're they're very clearly her out of
1: that dark place, like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Like you would be that way with your friends in in a moment like that. There was no um and like I said, like where how he just gets out of the way. Yes, he's yes, he's there to even the score. He's not there to like fight or battle or anything. He's right. like, I'm just gonna make sure that you can fight your battle.
0: Right. He's not he's not a white knight. Right. He's not, uh, he's not running in to save that. Well, he is running in to save the day, but he is, he is, he's running into even the odds to allow her to take control of the situation and slay her own demon on her own terms, which is, uh, which is, which is, is nice to see. She got, she got to have her moment. Um, and she got to have an additional moment also. Sexy Star went on to be the first female Lucha Underground champion.
1: Oh, you know, I did know that.
0: Yep, and she... I forgot um, uh She went on to win uh, Aztec Warfare 2, which is their big 30-person match where like everybody on the roster can can, can compete at the same time. And she won Aztec Warfare Two, last eliminating Mil Muertes, who we last saw in Episode Five: Grave Consequences. Um, unfortunately, she was only she was only Lucha Underground champion for about a week before she lost it to Mister Jonathan Mundo. And, and
1: isn't that who you said? Uh... Taya?
0: Taya, yeah. Taya Taya is Mrs. Mundo now, yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: They actually got married as part of season four of Lucha Underground.
1: Oh, well then, so are they married on the show or are they married, like, in life?
0: Yes, both. Okay. Yep. Um, Marty the Moth, believe it or not, is the current Lucha Underground champion. (laughs) (laughs) Having, uh, Having, de- Actually, Johnny Mundo used the, uh, the Gift of the Gods championship by assembling the seven medallions to get a shot against Sexy Star and defeat her that way. Uh, Marty the Moth did the same thing to Pentagon Dark and upset my dude, Pentagon Dark, to win the championship from him a couple weeks back. So as of the time of recording anyway, which is the first week of November 2018, Marty the Moth is our current Lucha Underground champion. Wow. Yep. And uh, the other... The That's big...
1: sobering, coming off of watching...
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Watching him just be a complete freak show.
0: Yeah. Although, I should say, he's he has to defend his championship against Pentagon Dark in a couple of weeks. And if you know anything about Pentagon, you know that he is one of the most insanely violent people on the face of the earth. And I would not feel comfortable in... Uh, Marty the Moth's shoes were I him.
1: Well, that's good to know.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll get his arm broken, I'm sure. And speaking of broken arms, that uh, reminds me of the last part of Sexy Stars' story about how she came to retire from the world of professional wrestling.
1: Oh, so she's done.
0: She's done. Um, a, A little bit after she won the Lucha Underground Championship, she found herself in a... Little bit of a legitimate disagreement in the middle of a match and applied an arm bar to her opponent for real and broke her arm and essentially got herself blackballed from wrestling.
1: Oh, so Sexy Star broke someone's arm, not the other way around. Correct. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, which...
1: are like, still just completely badass.
0: Yeah, still very badass. Maybe not the most professional way to handle that, (laughs) that sort of workplace dispute in the middle of a match. Um, To be
1: fair, the lines get a little blurry when your workplace is wrestling.
0: Yeah, and that was essentially her, uh, that was essentially her defense, but...
1: (laughs) Fair. I feel like I'm (laughs) on her side.
0: But, (laughs) uh, unfortunately for her, that's sort of like the ultimate faux pas in pro wrestling is to try to hurt somebody for real because the entire conceit of pro wrestling is trusting people with your body. Fair enough. And like, no matter how much you dislike another person, like it's a distress, it's it does a disservice to the entire art form, the entire uh, profession to, it's try to to try like, to hurt somebody for real, no matter how much you might dislike them.
1: It's kinda like, like a mosh pit where like the expectation is you know you're gonna get hurt, but nobody's trying to hurt you.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like it's like being in the mob. It's like you can hurt you can hurt people, but like don't squeal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we do these horrible things to each other, but the worst thing you can do is to break the code. Right. I get it. So it, it remains to be seen if uh, if sexy will uh, will ever make a comeback. But she had a she had a she had a a very uh, a very good career and uh, a very varied career: boxing, wrestling, and I think some MMA. Um, and she. I'm kind of bummed out.
1: I didn't know that she was done.
0: Yeah, I always liked Sexy Star.
1: Now I do hate wrestling.
0: <laughs> well, that's fair. Um, <laughs> You know, if you hate wrestling so much, why don't you why don't you buy a T-shirt that says you hate it?
1: I actually plan to. So.
0: There you go. You should do yeah. it. You should buy two. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have children's sizes now. You should buy some for your for your kid.
1: I might.
0: There you go. Hey, Christmas is coming up. I'll
1: buy some for everybody's kids. Everybody <laughs> on my Christmas list is getting an I hate wrestling T-shirt.
0: Yep. I'm gonna know. make my dog wear one. Yes, absolutely. Um, is your dog fat? Yes. Fat dogs love I I Hate Wrestling bandanas.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, well, because I have, like, a normal dog, too.
0: (laughs) No bandanas for him. Uh, This has been another episode of I Hate Wrestling. I am Matt, your podcast host, your doctor of fisticuffs, your international man of wrestling. I would like to thank Renee, my guest, for joining me today and transforming into a robot briefly several minutes ago.
1: (laughs) It's, um, as always my pleasure to be your robot and wrestling buddy.
0: (laughs) It's my pleasure to be your robot and other. (laughs) Ah, shit. I was going to make, I was going to make a joke and I couldn't think of a, what kind of band would have a song called? It's been my pleasure to be your robot. Um,
1: synth pop.
0: Sure. I'm going to cut that. It's bad. Um, (laughs)
1: from a new order, like late
0: new order album. Yeah, maybe it's bad. It had
1: potential, but
0: yeah, it went in too fast. Yeah. Came in, it was coming in too hot, coming in like <laughs> the Mac. Um, I want to thank, I want to thank my, my good friend Corinne Dodenhoff for designing my logo. I want to thank the Novas for my theme song, "The Crusher. I want to remind you to like, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes on the other one, you know the other one.
1: No. What?
0: Not <laughs> uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud? SoundCloud. Oh, okay. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Review, like, rate, subscribe. SoundCloud. Also, uh, visit me online at ihwpod.com. Visit me at Facebook at I Hate Wrestling. You can... Uh... Visit me on Instagram at IHateWrestling. wrestling. You can follow me on Twitter at ihwpod. Um, Renee, do you have anything that you would like to plug this week?
1: Oh my God! Um, no, I don't have anything going on right now. I don't know when this is coming out. I've got I'm going to be in an anthology um, of authors writing songs or writing stories based on songs by the Go Go's uh, in March, but I don't know when this is coming out. So.
0: Well. Um, it's probably gonna be. I. I mean, honestly, I have content out out to March once I'm done with this current batch of recordings because I am a monster. But <laughs> um, well,
1: in that case, it's called Murder A Go Go, and the intro is actually being written by Jane Whiteland,
0: oh. and he's
1: gonna go to Planned Parenthood. And um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool authors trying their hand at killing people to the tune of Go-Go's songs. Um, some of them are probably even as violent as the match we just watched. Mine okay. isn't.
0: But some of them are, I'm sure. Okay, uh, cool. When does, it, when does it drop and where can people find it?
1: Um, so it's, it's going to be out, I think, mid-March, and we will be launching it at a convention called Left Coast Crime, which is going to be in Vancouver this year. And then from there, it'll be available uh, you know, via Amazon, your favorite independent bookstores. Um, if you know me, you can probably just ask me and I'll sell you one right out of my home office.
0: And you know what else you can do? You can visit the show notes for this episode on IHW Pod, where I will happily post a link where you can buy yourself a copy.
1: There you go. So I'll let you know as soon as that pre-order information is available.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Renee, you know how the show ends, don't you?
1: I do. This time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Last time, we decided that your character was going to be a sort of pastiche of... Um, like
1: a Tanya Harding roller derby punk rock thing.
0: Right, yeah, where, where you were managed by, by Hulk Hogan... And you, you use your, your your bladed feet to cut people up real good. Real good, yeah. So what is, Renee, your character this week?
1: Well, I have to have a new one this week.
0: You have to have a new I one really this week. I really like the
1: cutting people thing. Um, <laughs> but, but given that I've just been inspired by, by Sexy Star, maybe, maybe this week's character is a little bit more... Um, combat boots and, like, toughness. Okay. Less showboating. Okay. Or just punching people in the face and attacking people with my pelvis. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be careful, though, because as we discussed, my pelvis has been compromised. (laughs) (laughs) Your pelvis. (laughs) Uh, And I'll be the pelvic punisher. The
0: pelvic punisher. (laughs) I like the idea that your pelvis can take only a finite amount of blows before it ruptures It's like this it's like the San Andreas fault
1: right Well it depends on it depends on if I'm putting the, like if the the force of the blow is coming from the left to the right because I broke the same side twice so I have like one good side
0: So you're just sort of constantly hip checking people with the good side of your pelvis.
1: Yeah okay why not? You
0: know, I could well. You know what you could do, uh, since if you have this, if you have this idea of the San Andreas Fault, you could like set somebody up in the corner and like before you run over to smash them with your one good hip, you like cup your hands to your mouth and you go, "Are you ready for the big one?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then my fans could like, you know, do the
1: stomping
0: thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, there was a there was a wrestler called Earthquake.
1: Well, yeah, but they weren't using their pelvis as much as I planned to.
0: <laughs> as you planned to.
1: <laughs> I like to get a lot of use out of my pelvis, you know? Like, when people have near-death experiences, they want to live their life to the fullest. I had a near-destructed pelvis experience, and now I want to just get as much use out of my pelvis as I can.
0: <laughs> well, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, James Dean said, live fast, die young, and leave a pile of powder where your pelvis used to be. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what he said. <laughs> uh, live as if, uh, dream as if you'll live forever. Pound pelvises like you'll die today. That's another famous James Dean quote. <laughs>
0: That's pretty good.
1: Jeopardy music? Are you gonna to have to cut it for licensing issues?
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I guess what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that.